Thank you so much for listening to the very first podcast for The Geography of Illness, where I am mapping the experiences of those with chronic health conditions through their stories and through the items that they hold on their bedroom nightstand. On this first episode, I am being given a tour of a nightstand and an altar by somebody who experiences depression. And her nightstand is so beautiful and filled with so many healing rituals and art and humor. And it was such a delight to explore. I do hope that you enjoy this journey and that you enjoy the pictures of her nightstand here and that you come back again next month for another nightstand journey. Thank you. Right, so the, the nightstand itself is part of my dresser set that I bought years ago, probably close to 19 years ago. It's from the 50s, and I fell in love with it in the store and had to make payments. And over the years, many people, every time I have moved, have tried to get me to get rid of my bedroom set. And I have adamantly refused. It's heavy, it's solid wood. There's four pieces to it, and originally in our bedroom setup, I had my two nightstands together on my side, and so there was actually kind of like a very wide nightstand. And then I had a wooden piece with shelves that I set on top of it so that I could have all of my um, collection and altery space next to it, and then my regular, you know, table lamp and coffee nook and stuff right next to me and when we moved here I co-opted this corner cabinet piece from Kelly and repainted it she was going to get rid of it and so it became the extended section and the other nightstand is now in her art studio with her art supplies in it um so why and, did people want you to get rid of it? Because they didn't want to move it. Didn't want to move yeah. it. They're like, this thing is old and heavy. And a lot of the other pieces, this, the particular, the nightstands, there isn't really anything really interesting about them as far as design wise, but the other pieces, um, the dresser here, it has a piece that flips up and there's a mirror in there. Um, this color tone, this kind of pinky wood, I just love it. And I don't really see it elsewhere. And it's one of the things that I consider to be not easily replaceable. When I've moved, if there's something that's easily replaceable, okay, maybe I'll get rid of it. But this definitely does not fall into that category. Also, there's the experience of going to coma to get it. And, you know, there was a lot of traveling involved. And, um, you know, it was difficult for me to get. And I don't want to get rid of it. <laughs> um, and then going on that, so I used to have it covered with fabric all the pieces because I didn't want to damage the wood and I drink coffee in bed every morning and I eat my breakfast in bed every morning and I started to miss the the color I couldn't see the color of it anymore and the fabric would get dusty and it was hard to clean and so I came up with the idea of using clear glass to put um, my coffee mug on which then at first I just had a clear plate and then I realized I needed more surface area because I have coffee and yogurt and sometimes cereal 
And so I started looking for pieces and I love the old cut glass and sticking with the kind of the theme of the the 50s and 40s era and, you know, kind of connecting to the history that way. So I wanted to keep it all vintage looking. Um, and, and what it, is it about the kala? You said that you wanted to be able to see the kala. It's what this, is it this interesting, that? it's kind of a pinky wood tone. It's not, you know, when you go and you look at furniture, especially you know, like modern furniture, it's you see darker tones or the more natural pine tones. And there's just something about this, the tone in this wood that's unusual. I don't see it very often. And I, um, it kind of speaks to the era, I think, of, you know, the, the color tones in that era, yeah. era of the 50s. I believe the set, they dated it at like 1952. Um, so that's just something that I wanted to be able to see to appreciate the whole piece. Um, but I also don't want to damage it. And I am messy and I spill things. <laughs> so I started looking for the, the right glass pieces and it took a while. I finally settled on these two, the wide piece is um i think it's just you know a serving piece for like butter or something i don't even know but um it holds perfectly my coffee cup and my small yogurt cup and then if i need overflow if i'm going to have cereal or something then that goes on the little round piece or things kind of move around um as i'm with the overhead light off and as I'm getting ready for bed and I come in and the way that the light, you can kind of see a little bit here, it shines through the pieces onto the table. It's just really pleasing to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially now in this bedroom, not having windows, you know, we need more. It's why we painted the room yellow and the, the lighting in here is just kind of, um, important to make it feel like we're not in this closed room with no, windows um and then the lamp is part of two i originally i had a different lamp that had a nightlight in the base it was the first time i'd had one and i found that was really good for me i have a really hard time transitioning um it's part of some of the neurological stuff that i have and i think just you know general humanness transitioning from being awake and transitioning to going to sleep is kind of a long process for me and um, in the morning, actually sleep with night with earplugs in. And in the morning, I need anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour of quiet and dark before I'm ready to deal with the sensory of the world. Um, and so I have my earplugs in and I just turn on the nightlight portion. And then when I'm ready, then I can progress to the actual lamp being on and then it's the same thing at night I'll often have just the nightlight portion on for a while and just really searched for probably a year for a lamp that I liked that had you know the similar kind of style and went with it um and that would give me that warm glow that I wanted so the bottom part will be light and the top part's not oh yeah Oh. So you have just that. So that's what I wake up to is this that. very gentle, yeah, relaxing um, thing as opposed to just like kind of jumping right out into all the brightness. I see. So, okay. So you've got this lovely transition. Yeah. And then I had the, the scarves I put on to kind of help dampen it as well. Um, and actually the lamp broke when it was shipped. And so that's why there's the ribbon mixed in with it. There was an extra piece of glass that stuck out and it got shattered when it was shipped and I decided to just 
put the the decorative ribbon pieces and the trim on there to fill in those gaps and kind of tie it together with the other stuff. And so the scarves in this came from a gift. This piece of ribbon here is like tulle ribbon. Um, I'd already had the polka dot scarf on there to kind of just dull the light a little bit. On top of here is uh, a wedding ring, which is too small for me to, to wear anymore. It was a little too small when we first got married. Mm -hmm. And then I gained some weight um, as part of depression, um, as part of changing my job, and it doesn't fit. So it lives up here. And so it's just always right next to me. I've tried to wear it on um, necklaces and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, another part with the lamp is it's got a little space under it and underneath it is the torn off arm from my dog Griffin's favorite torn up toy that he, it was like his binky kind of a toy and he oh. would chew on it every night. And it's another one of those things people kept saying, oh, throw the toy away. Kelly wanted to throw it away. Um, and I was like, no, we have to keep it. And it sits up here now. His ashes are in another room, but his toy is in here. And the arm that became detached sits right next to me. And then I have my custom pill holder that I had made on eBay to cover. I love my prescription pills in their little, you know, day of the week container. Um, I don't like the way that, um, you know, my medications and stuff look. I don't want to think about that. I want this to just be a nice, um, pretty place, yes. like pretty girly things. That's just yes. how I am. So I had this, it was actually, um, the colors were chosen to match a thing that I used to have on here that I don't have anymore, but I still like it and the button and it will actually close. And so that holds my antidepressants in a happy spot. And then the jewelry box, I had seen a similar one at a client's house. And it's beautiful. Looked it up online and I was like, oh, I can't afford anything like that. I found one in my price range and this holds all the stuff that's not pretty. Mm -hmm. So my earplugs, other prescriptions. Um, I also have a, a chronic eye issue. So I have my eye drops in here specifically so I can just reach over and grab them. I get a sore spot in my eye when I wake up. Oftentimes I can't open my eye. Um, and then I actually have some rings in here. My uh, temporary kind of stand-in wedding rings for when I do want to wear something that looks like a wedding ring. Um, but then also, so I have my glass things on here and I couldn't open the bottom drawer of the shelf and I was trying to find something to raise that up and I thought of my complete etiquette book by Random House from I believe the 40s or 50s. I've actually read most of that book and it's fascinating. It's a fascinating look into the culture of the time and how people were and behaved and their thought processes and how much we've changed and the colors complement the color of the dresser. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. It's not something that I refer to often, but you know, like I said, I have read it and I just, I put it there and I was just like, oh, I love this. And it's just the perfect height that I can still open the stuff. And then I added recently my um, 21 year sobriety coin. Congratulations. Um, 
so that's you know kind of a big deal i don't not active in the sobriety community but um have been in the past and i you know decided to go ahead and get that and have that there where i can see it i have stack of coins somewhere in here from <laughs> years ago um and then oh the poisoner's handbook so i have the book up here i was reading it and i got kind of done reading it. I don't think I actually finished it, but I just like the way that it looks here. It's kind of ominous and kind of goes with just my quirky personality. So it's actually a permanent piece of the nightstand now. So I have etiquette and the poisoner's handbook and then my coconut oil and then my little things that I put on my feet at night so I can walk around barefoot because I got messed up feet too. Um, this area here is can be kind of overwhelming looking. Um, I'm not going to talk to all the pieces because that would take way too long, but it's, it is kind of divided into sections. Um, I heard you say that it was your altar. Yes. So okay. the, the bottom shelf is my toy section. This is just toys. They don't really have necessarily a lot of meaning behind them other than, you know, I loved the X-Files and uh, Princess Leia and that, you know, attaches to, you know, some stuff historically with me and, you know, things that this was you know, a gift from my wife. This was a gift from my wife. These two pieces here, the Barbie couch and chair, oh, I actually yeah. sought those on eBay. Um, it was something, you know, I don't have a lot of positive memories from my childhood, but something about those, those colors and the stripes and the angles that just made me happy and I wanted them again. And I had bought many things over the years, shirts and things that this reminds me of my Barbie couch. And it was never quite right. And i scoured and found them on eBay and they're now part of my toy section. I love that. And I like your snail. Yes. I'm a little wind-up snail, snail. mudskipper, a lot of gifts and things. And um, the second shelf is more what I consider a, kind of an altar space. Um, I have my sage um, that I haven't been burning a whole lot lately. I used to burn it every morning and it's, you know, one of those things I've kind of slacked off from um but i have books of poetry that my wife made and and wrote for me um i have you know trinkets and and memorabilia and gifts this is a box of my cat's whiskers this is a piece of one of my dog's hair um picture of my wife cards that she's made me this is stuff that she's made this is a piece for my wedding dress um and so that's kind of that section. And then the next section is also kind of another altery memory place. I've got some of my old smudging uh, sage pieces. Um, this is actually hair from Sydney, who's still my dog that's still alive. But I really liked this curl. <laughs> um, I have the ashes of previous dogs here, here, and here. Um, those are, you know, when you're in a couple, you have sometimes the dogs that's more yours or more your spouse's. Um, the dog up on the top, Jean-Louis, he was one that we got together, but he was more attached to me. So he gets to be in here, whereas our dogs that were more attached to my wife are in her art studio. And then this is my dog that I had as a teenager, Ravioli. Mm -hmm. And then this is um, my dog, Jesus, with his little bumblebee outfit 
and his little collar and then just some you know gifts and things that um taxidermied mouse this container here holds hair from a wolf that i got to pet on our honeymoon when we went to an animal sanctuary um i needed a special display for that i love that glass <laughs> yeah i i love the the glass and this and the stuff from you know the older eras and of course the toy from my other dog um, this little glass box has little trinkets it has a robin's egg that kelly found for me and and gave me as a gift and um, little things like that rocks that were most of these were given to me as gifts by friends um, and a lot of animal elements i've got um, beetle wings in a jar i've got a jar of shrew paws um, i have some sea urchin things and one of my teeth <laughs> that was extracted and i kept so a lot of you know just kind of odds and ends and strange things these are knives that i um, got from my father that i just loved and there's nothing really special about the bride of frankenstein but i love the aesthetic of it mm -hmm. and again i just i love the you know vintage retro stuff well, i love she's like the guardian of the poetry yes she, she definitely she is the poetry back then yes and then the patron saint of lost items because i am oh. losing the stuff um and then the top that little uh concertina do you play i don't i tried to and i actually have a small accordion too um but that belonged to my wife's father and they played he would play music with the family as kids and stuff and i didn't really have that kind of uh family setup so it kind of got passed to me to try and play when i said i wanted to play the accordion and i am not set to do that my hands my brain just don't want to play music um and at one point is again it's another one of those things where people are like well you should get rid of that i was like no it's i like the way it looks it's i like the connection to uh, you know, I didn't get to know my wife's parents much. Um, they were already very old and well, her mom was already passed away and her dad, I met him really liked the time I spent with him. So that's kind of a connection to him for me and it looks good. And then the other stuff is more just kind of random things that I like tarot deck that my wife bought me. I garage have sale. at home right yeah. now on, nice. on Netflix. Yeah. I've never seen it. Um, and I, and I, you know, I'm not like a, firm follower or anything but you know I, I do it for fun now and then um my wig that i used to perform burlesque in um and then my turtle dragon that i just again it's another thing i've loved i've carried around for years and skulls and a lot of death themed stuff um i do very strongly believe in you know connecting and, and being aware of your mortality drives you and makes you more aware to live more fully I think that's about it's beautiful I mean I just I love the transition and the way it flows and um, so what do these items bring to you in terms of your journey with illness and and the way um, that you travel with illness um, a lot of them because it a lot of this stuff is sentimental as it were um, kind of I, I don't believe in regrets um, and so kind of, I get to see glimpses of 
my past and where I come from and how that has made me who I am. Mm. Um, you know, struggle with a lot of depression comes from a lot of the trauma of my childhood. And so, you know, I have tried to, you know, like with the, the Barbie couches, you know, grasp onto some of the more positive aspects. Um, and also just, you know, giving me a, a peaceful space that feels very much me. Um, like I had said, I, it's the first thing I see when I wake up. It's the last thing I see when I go to bed. I want it to be, um, something that speaks to me as, as who I am, as well as giving me something calming and kind of centering Mm -hmm. to then go about my day. Or, you know, I can look over here and be reminded of various things that have happened throughout my past. Like I said, that have you know, help to make me who I am. I'm not one of those people that would, oh, I wish I could go back and redo something. But, you know, even just a tiny change could drastically affect who I am at the core now. And um, a lot of this little stuff kind of reminds me of, you know, where I've come from. My 21 years sober, you know, that's something I don't often think about through the course of my day. Um, but I have reminder there I have somewhere buried in here like I said the stack of you know, my first coin um, I think they're, they're back up in there somewhere um, it's you know just connection to me as a whole as opposed to just getting my coffee and running out the door and then like I said also the sensory processing is kind of a a big deal for me I've definitely gotten a lot um Even if I don't have a a practice, spiritual practice that I'm really doing right now, just having the lower light and being able to slowly come into the morning and allowing myself to do that and allowing Mm -hmm. myself to slowly come down at night and and relax and giving myself the space to do that has made positive changes for sure as far as the depression goes. Um, Oh, and then the the lotion is just because I have dry skin. I think I just love the combination uh-huh. of the rituals uh-huh. with the art and I love the case around your pills. Uh-huh. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot about bringing nature to the nightstand and making mm-hmm. like wooden boxes for uh-huh. people to put their, their pills in. But but I think, you know, one thing that I'm hoping to do with this project mm-hmm. is that people will see something that they want to try themselves It'll inspire them, yeah. um, as a tool. And I love that light mm-hmm. and the way that you, you know, bring yourself into the day. Cause you, as you say, you don't have any windows in mm-hmm. here. So it's like your version of the dawn. Mm-hmm. So you're simulating that for yourself. Exactly. And I think you've got some beautiful rituals and I love the light and the colors and, um, yeah, it's just beautiful. And thank you. Yeah, so much for sharing this intimate space with me, and thank you. Yeah, and like I say, even if I'm not actively doing some of this stuff, it reminds me of when I'm well enough that I have those things I can do. Yeah, and it's so layered too, as you say. You've got layers of of your history and mm-hmm. reminders, and yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your journey.